What's up, guys? It's time for another episode of Breaking Through with Elena. I'm Elena, and this is the podcast where we highlight female entertainers as they share their stories of breaking through in the industry. Before I tell you about this week's guest, I would like to throw some love to ladies killing it in the game. Big shout outs this week to Mickey Guyton and Leah Turner. Now, first off, I just love those ladies and their friendship. They support each other fiercely, and I am here for it. But both of them have great new songs. If you haven't checked them out, do yourself a favor. Leah's is called Blah Blah Blah. It's a bop. And Mickey's is called Sister, which is totally in line with what we talk about on this show. It is so well written and you're going to want to send it to all your girlfriends. So go stream and download. All right, let's get this thing going. This week I am featuring a very young but very wise artist, Bailey Bryan. I've been following her for a couple years and I really think that now is her time. Despite not being around for that long, girl has lived a life and the experience is showing in a really good way. I gotta tell you, I was really impressed by Bailey's growth. I remember the first time I met her, she was kind of timid and just figuring stuff out. As you will hear, it's definitely changed. Hope you enjoy this conversation as much as I did. It's Breaking Through featuring Bailey Bryan. Well, Bailey Bryan, welcome to the podcast. Hi, thanks for having me. The um, award-winning podcast, the Gracie Award-winning. Let me... (laughs) Let me plug that right here at the beginning. Thank you so much. Honored. Actually, Bailey's here the day here. that I literally found out that this podcast won a Gracie yeah. Award. So yeah. we're all excited. I'm we're so all happy, happy to be here to celebrate it. Well, I'm so happy that you're here and thank you for being here. Dude, thanks for having me. You know, I, I want to get into a lot with you, but I do want to start for anybody that's just like maybe hearing your name for the first time or just starting to get to know you. Let's help them get to know you a little bit better. And I always like to start with somewhere really simple. Where did you come from? Where'd you grow up? Okay, I can't came from a little town called Squim. Oh, that's my... Oh, that's why my alarm didn't go off to come here. <laughs> I am leaving this in. That's hilarious. <laughs> so, my, so, so I always try and... Because I'm the least on-time person, hence why I was the last person to arrive here for this today. This helps people get I to know you better, too. I try and set... Yeah, we'll start with this. Yes. Huge part of my personality. I try and set like alarms for myself like 15 minutes before I need to be leaving the house. So I set an alarm for, I thought, 2.45 Uh to try and get here at 3.15. But I apparently set my alarm for 3.45. (laughs) Well, now you know. Which is why I'm late all the time. You're 15 minutes in. At least now we know. (laughs) Yeah. Now we know. You know that I tried. There's proof. (laughs) Now everyone in this room has proof that I do. I, I. try to be on time you know though i'm the same way (laughs) so i feel you and usually i will set my alarm for the right time and still be late so yeah that happens too you know it's fine it's fine but then sometimes things like that happen and then i'm even later but uh (laughs) anyways so that's the that's one fun fact about me other fun fact grew up in squim washington amazing um, couple hours Mm. outside of seattle uh i am in love with everything about the Pacific Northwest. It mm-hmm. has my whole heart. Um, my whole family still lives there. My mom, dad, my little brother. But um, I came to Nashville like four years ago now, I want to say, which is crazy. I mean, you and I have been here almost the same amount of time. Oh, no I came five years ago. Wait, where'd you come here from? San Diego. Oh, yes. Yes. Coast, so we're both man. West Coast girls, yes. which is so fun in country music because like, I feel like there's this inst- like instant kindred spirit thing when you meet another person 100%. from the West Coast. Yeah. 100%. We're all over here like, man, Nashville's like really dope. Yeah. Like, it's really cool. But like, I, f- 
I feel, sometimes I feel like I'm like an alien here. Like same. Like there's yeah. there's no ocean. Mm-mm. Um, and, and then you tell people that you feel landlocked and they're like, no, there's the river and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, just no, just go to Percy same. Priest, yeah, you no, silly no. goose. I'm like, it's so. not the same. <laughs> Thank it's you. It's lovely. Next. Exactly. It's lovely. It's uh-huh. just, it's just different. I feel like people from the West Coast bring a, bring like a really cool thing to country music. Same here. So but I'm, you I know, like a lot it. of people wonder how people from the West Coast get into country music yes. because it's not really known for country music out there. So how did you get into it? For me, I mean, I grew up in a small town. Yeah. Like, there's there newsflash for everybody. Like, there are small towns like outside of right at the, the south. Oh, like, like they're Hills everywhere. And Kardashians. They're everywhere, <laughs> and you. I mean, there. I mean, country music was like the main kind of music yeah. that people listen to in Squim, Washington. I was getting stuck behind tractors on my way to school, and you know, growing up with all the like small town drama that you hear people sing about in country music. So I kind of, I gravitated towards that um, right away when I started um, really getting into um, singing and writing my own music. I never wanted to do anything else with my life. Mm -hmm. Like I truly cannot tell you a time in my life where I really thought maybe I wasn't going to do music or thought that I didn't, or, or, or thought I wanted to do something else. My parents tell me there was a brief period of time when I was really little where I wanted to be an astronaut ballerina. Who, who wouldn't, honestly? Yeah, who, who, who wouldn't? Yes. And that wasn't an option. So <laughs> my three-year-old self got over that very quickly. I was like, okay, Bailey, let's be more realistic. <laughs> Singer, that's realistic. Uh-huh. Sure, I can do that. Um, that's, what I, that's always what I wanted to do. I got, um, got my first guitar. My dad got it for me for Christmas when I was like... 12 uh and that's when I really I really started writing songs and that was also around the time when um Taylor Swift ah like consumed my entire life Mm -hmm. I have to this day probably seen every single interview she's ever done listened to every single song read every single lyric like on the little fold-out paper thing that Mm -hmm. used to come in like the cds like I credit that a ton to what got me into country music and um the just the type of really uh confessional honest songwriting that yeah. i love so much and then before before that it was the dixie chicks for sure too i would i would ride around in the car with my my aunt lila who was like a huge fan of theirs and we would just like blast their cds so i just i have a lot of like really really sweet memories attached to country music and yeah. so i think that's why that's what i gravitated towards when i started so when was own. it that because 14 wasn't that long ago no for you no. so when was it that <laughs> you actually decided this is a reality i'm making the move oh man it was it it's so crazy to me that i'm even here right now like in in nashville getting to do what i love for a living because it just it just kind of i i, I just always felt like it was what i was going to do. And it, I don't want to say it fell into place because there was a lot of hard decisions that it took to get me here. But, um, I actually signed my first publishing deal when I was 15 years old with a publishing company here in Nashville. But you weren't here yet. Were you, or no, I didn't do the mouth. I did. I didn't live here yet. No, no, no. I was 15. How'd you get Um, in touch with them at 15 years old? A family friend started this company, um, that my parents knew could, because she used to live in Washington and she was like, her name is Becky DeVries. She's amazing talented 
um, publisher. Uh, and she, she was like, she's a sister of a really close friend of my mom. Um, and so we, our families knew each other through that. And she came back, she came back to Washington one summer when I was like, I was either 14 or 15 and she decided to do this like songwriting workshop, uh, because something, something about growing up in a small town, moving away to do music and then coming back, um, a thing that always happens is people want to ask you a lot of questions about like what the heck you're actually doing in the big city with Mm -hmm. music. Um, That always happened to her. And so she was like, you know what? Why don't I just like do a little workshop for like the songwriters like in this town that, that always like want to know stuff from me. Like, why don't I like just get them all together and like, we can talk about songwriting and what it means to be in the music industry. Yeah. Yeah. Really dope. Yeah. Um, And I heard about that. And so, and so I got to come and like spend some time with her and play the songs I'd written for her at that time, which were all like seven minutes long. Um, seven minutes and like long very songs. dramatic. Oh yeah, I just I had a lot to say <laughs> at fourteen, and it was and yeah, not was much filter. Not a lot yeah. of filter. Not a not a great concept of like you know what all the songs that I listen to are only three minutes. Maybe right. I should shoot for that. I was like, no, no, I think it needs. Hitting them with the Bohemian Rhapsody, yeah, right? Like off it the needs top. at least six choruses, <laughs> and they all they all need to be like a paragraph, of course. Yeah, yes. that was my that was my reasoning. But she she heard that, and um, she she saw some kind of potential in that, and um, I got to come. Me and my parents got to come to Nashville so that I could write songs for like a week. She just was like, "Why don't you come down? Why don't you guys come down?" And I'll like I'll set Bailey up with some rights. Yeah. See if see if she likes it one, see if like she can do it. Um and then I have a publishing company, like maybe we can talk about um signing her. Dang. It goes well. It was kind of cause she she had asked me, she was like, So what do you want to do? Like what where do you see music in your life? And I was like, I wanna write, I wanna perform, I wanna sing, I wanna produce, I wanna act, I wanna do this, I wanna like I was like, I, I wanna whatever I can do like yeah. in with music, I wanna do. Mm-hmm. Aside from the business side of it, I I don't want to do that. <laughs> let let the other people do that. Terrible. I get that. that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was like performing, like throw me in the spotlight. Like I want to do it. Yeah. Um, and she asked my parents, she was like, well, what do you guys want to do with her? They were like, what do you mean do with her? <laughs> she, like they're not, they are not the stage mom and dad. They are not momager or dadager. They're right. very like, oh, you want to do music? And different um, worlds, right? Like that's not something that they're no, familiar with. So they're, um, they're both personal trainers. My dad's like a PhD in, or master, something like that, doctorate in exercise physiology. Whoa. And then my mom, my mom's a phenomenal personal trainer. Uh, and like, that's how they met each other. Like they're very dope, like fit, yeah. smart people. And like my little brother who's 17 now is like, he's an athlete. He's great in school. He's also good at music now, mm. which is a little upsetting to me because that was my one thing, but I'm also you very proud of him. Everything. I'm like, dude, that was, I, I didn't have school. I didn't have sports. I didn't have, obviously didn't have like punctuality. Right. <laughs> this is my one thing. And like, you're, he, he's into like, he can make tracks, like he can make beats and like oh, write oh. raps and stuff. Wait, then y'all can team up. Oh yeah, we could collab. I've, yeah. I mean, I've, I've been trying to get him to let me do that and he's a little bit too cool for me at the moment. <laughs> He'll grow which on I it. get. Yes. But um, that's my family. They, My parents never would have wished the music industry upon their child. So right. when she asked like, what do you want to do with her? They were like, 
we were just hoping to like raise her to be like a decent human being mm-hmm. um, and like do what she wants to do with her life. Yeah. Um, so if she wants to do this, if we can take her to Nashville, like that would be amazing. Um, and so that's what happened. I came to Nashville a few months after that and I got to write songs for like a week. And then at the end of that week, uh, I signed with her what was her publishing company at the time? Dang. And then I started traveling back and forth from Washington to Nashville for the next two years. Um, every three or four months, I would stay for two weeks to a month. Um, what were your friends thinking of that in school? I don't, I mean, they were like, yeah, that's Bailey. Yeah. Freaking just doing her music thing. Like nobody understood like what I really was doing. I was just like, I'm in Nashville right. writing songs. I'm well, like, and I've like, I've talked to some people that did that when they mm-hmm. were still in school and they got bullied a lot for it. Did you ever? Yeah, I would get made fun of for yeah. a little bit. I think it, it was never like, I don't know. I was kind of just like, you guys don't know. Like, this is dope. Like I, right. I, I was so, I was a little bit disconnected from my life at school because I had this thing in Nashville. Mm-hmm. I was very, I was very like tunnel vision on that. So I was like, you guys can laugh. Like, I don't, you don't care. Like you, you don't, you clearly don't understand. It always <laughs> reminds me, like when I found out that that's happened to yeah. a lot more people, it reminds me of, have you ever seen that Lady Gaga thing that when she was in high school, her friends created this Facebook page that's like Stephanie Germata or whatever her real name mm-hmm. is, will never be famous. She's ugly. She's blah, blah, blah. And now people are like screenshotting it and yeah. like her next to her Oscar. Yeah. So yeah. You, yeah, never listen to yeah, the haters. Exactly. Do your I don't thing. Know. So it never... I think the fact that I didn't let it get to me made it so it never got that bad. But kids would right. always just be like, oh, Bailey's back from Nashville. Like, Bailey, are you famous yet? Like, they would yeah. ask me things like that. And I was like, no, not yet. Give me a minute, okay? Yeah. <laughs> like, I didn't, it didn't, like, the the making, the level of, like, meanness of it kind of just went over my head. Right. I was like, not yet, but, like, chill, okay? Like, mm-hmm. You'll see. It'll be fine. Here I am, still working on it, but we're going to get there. But you're like crazy <laughs> official now. I mean, you have had some real, a Instagram lot of Instagram verified, man. It, that's that, all. That's when you know. That's, that's when you know. That's when you know. You get that blue check mark. But it's a big deal when you're from Squim, Washington, <laughs> exactly. though. So like that was my little tiny victory. But I mean, since then, I'm you're you're 21, right? Like yes. you just recently turned 21. Yeah. Happy birthday, by the way. Thank, thank but you. But that's still very young, especially yeah. in this industry. And yeah. you've already done some incredible things and you've opened up for some of the biggest names in country music like Dan and Shay you're about to go out with yeah. Lanco all award winners and um, you also have these great songs and one of my favorites was one that you released I think late last year it's um, Songbird yeah and I loved you the writing on this one because it is so vulnerable and something that I feel like isn't said a lot in country music and it's just kind of hauntingly beautiful but how is that for you to put out vulnerable things like that um, well, I don't, I'm not great at writing songs that aren't like very clearly about what I'm going through in my yeah. life. So then when it comes to releasing them, I kind of don't have a choice. Mm-hmm. Um, is it scary this, at all though? This one was scary for yeah. me to release because it came from, so I'm trying to figure out how to start with the story just to tell you how I got to this point where I wrote this song. Um, I'd released one EP before I put out this song, mm-hmm. um. I released this EP, I want to say a few months after I signed my first record deal, um, started working with management, booking, PR. Like, I got this whole team around me um, pretty quickly after I moved to Nashville when I was 17. Um, And uh, I just had all these songs that I'd written from the time of, from the age of 15 when I started traveling here to 
17, 18 when I got my team and like signed a deal and all of that. Um, I was like, well, I have these songs. Like I have more than enough songs for a project. Like let's, let's turn them into a project and put them out. Like it was very, it was very like, go, go, go. Like Mm -hmm. I was ready. I was impatient. I, I, let me pause myself right there. I thought that I was ready. Right. Um, you don't know all the things that go into the job of being an artist until mm-hmm. you're in it and you you're can't like, know it until you know it. No, yeah. you, you don't know it until you've experienced it. And I was, I was very, very confident. Um, and I was taken down quite a few notches immediately when I just realized everything that went into this job. And I wanted to do everything. I, I just, I wanted to know how everything worked right away so badly. Right. Um, I was faced with, all this uncertainty and all of this um suddenly suddenly my lyrics and my words weren't just things that like I was listening to my demos like on my headphones in my room these songs were like out there people have opinions yeah people have opinions and and then you're trying to think about like okay well what do I want to say next and then all of a sudden you're you're so aware you're thinking about all the opinions that people had about the the first thing you put out I was very I mean, I think I think a lot of people probably assume this, like, oh, you get a record deal, you you release mm-hmm. you release a project, like that's your ticket, like right, stu- it's just gonna skyrocket and be smooth sailing from there. And I'm really happy with everything that that first project did. I'm I'm so glad that I got to release those songs, but that's just not that's just not the case. There's mm-hmm. a there's a lot of work and a lot of building that you have to do. It's not. There's no such thing as an overnight success. Oh gosh, no. Actually, mm-hmm. um, and that's that's definitely something that I learned. But after that whole that whole experience, just kind of being thrown, throwing myself into touring and releasing music and radio tour, and the just kind of learning how this world actually works, and learning how much have to learn about how this world actually works and also learning like that nobody knows how this world actually works like we're Mm -hmm. literally all just like making it up as we go Mm -hmm. um that's scary to me because i would love it if there was just like a rule book exactly um but there's not (laughs) uh i found myself like kind of kind of once things started slowing down from the the busyness of promoting my first project and Mm -hmm. trying to get that to take off um i found myself at a really weird anxious and depressed place Mm -hmm. um so so when i was 17 my whole family actually moved to nashville with me oh whoa yeah um it was kind of like they could either oh so that's a lot of pressure for a 17 year old too yes that's a lot of pressure for anyone oh yes um and they were amazing they it wasn't like you better make it now that we uprooted our lives for you it was like we want to we don't want to wait until you like graduate high school and then send you off to do it on your own we would like to take this last year of your not being an adult Mm -hmm. and try and set you up for success and they (gasps) i love my parents are the best the best people shout out jay and heidi they're the dopest human beings and they just they really they really did everything they could to just set me up to be secure in my life here um take some notes parents dude they ended up they ended up staying them and my little brother who was Mm -hmm. like 12 at the time ended up staying for like eight months i want to say wow i always tell i always say like four or five months and my mom's always like bailey we didn't just stay for like two minutes and then leave you (laughs) it was at least eight or nine months and i'm like (laughs) okay sorry mom Uh um no they did they were here for they were here for a while and we stayed in a little apartment in hendersonville and then 
everything came together a lot quickly than myself or anybody else was expecting it yeah. to. And their home, their their home is in Washington. Their my life was kind of forming, and there's what there was theirs was not. Mm-hmm. And they were like, I think it's time for us to go back. If you're if you're okay. Um, and I was like, yeah, I'm okay. I'm an adult. I got a record deal. Like, it's going to be fine. Like, I was very naive about the whole thing. And Turn and around I, and ball. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, it, turn, the, yeah. So cut to uh, a little, maybe a year later, stuff slowing down from this first project. Oh, yeah. I find myself just sitting on my living room floor. <laughs> I don't live with my parents anymore. Yeah. Um. I I didn't skyrocket to international superstardom from my mm. first four songs being coming out into the universe. Mm. I'm trying to decide what I want to say next. I'm thinking about the opinion, like all these people that I don't want to let down. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's something a lot. I think a lot of people don't think about is the fact that it's not just you. No, and you're you're carrying a lot of people when you yeah. take upon this artistry. Like you've got people that are writing with you, people that are producing you. People, yeah. there's a lot of people behind you. So I I get that, and I don't think people think about that. No, often. it's a whole. I mean, I wouldn't be here without like at least like fifty different people that right. I could be yeah. in right now. Mm-hmm. Um. And it would, it all just like that feeling just kind of like paralyzed me mm. for like a while. And I started living, I, I was right. I was just in town and I was just writing. Um, and I was just kind of living out of this place of like, okay, like what, what, what's, the, what do I need to do next? Like that, that's going to work. What's going to work mm-hmm. for, what's going to make the radio want to play me? What's going to make, what's going to make Nashville like get excited, respect right? me, mm-hmm. get excited, like take my music seriously like what like thinking of all the things that I felt like I had to like prove um and that really creatively stunted me for a long long time um and I I can't can't, like I can't say enough amazing things about my team because they were all so patient with me um they everyone around me like they saw me struggling and they they were doing everything they could to like kind of keep me and everything afloat during this time and they were like listen take your time yeah right like we're not none of us the people closest to you that like are are in this career with you are sitting here trying to make you something that you're not Mm -hmm. so do whatever you have to do to like figure out what you want to say and when you figure it out like we're going to support you we're going to we're going to find the the champions and the places where people want to hear your music and we're going to run with that. Um, so I had that support this whole mm-hmm. time, which was so amazing. Um, and I, when I wrote songbird, it was, it was just kind of the accumulation of all of these feelings and like this, I keep saying the word paralyzed because that's the best way that I know yeah. how to put it. That makes sense though. I, yeah. That yeah. feeling like where you're like, I'm, I'm literally doing the thing that I love the most for a living. And for some reason, I'm still struggling to get out of bed every morning. And that was hard for me to like admit even to myself. Well, especially like in a world of social media and stuff where you've got those inspirational quotes and everybody's saying, be yeah. thankful for everything and blah, yeah. blah, blah. And it, totally. it can sometimes be hard to actually be real and be okay with the fact that you're not okay. And just admit it. Just yeah. be like, I feel like I don't, I feel like I don't even have a good reason to feel this way. And that's right. so hard. That's I think that's a huge part of real depression and anxiety is mm-hmm. people people don't 
want to admit it and then they don't want to deal with it because and it cripples you even more yeah exactly because yeah. you don't want to say like you you look at you look at your life you look at what you've been given you 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 look how you see how blessed you are and you're like I can't tell anybody that I feel this way. I can't fully admit it, even though people around me knew yeah. what I was going through. I can't admit that to myself. Right. Like that's ridiculous. That's so dumb. It's not dumb. Mm-mm. No, um, it's a part of life sometimes. And I, I, I found. I, I mean, everyone was just looking to me for like, what's next? Like, what yeah. do you want to do next? What do you want? What do you want your life to look like right now? Because, because it can be whatever you want. This music, this whatever, like it's really up to you and that that was that's a freeing thing to hear but then when you're coming from a place of like anxiety and fear it's also a very scary thing to hear because i'm like oh oh it's up to me (laughs) you don't you don't just want to tell me there's not there's not a clear answer Uh to all of this um so then i'm on my living room floor um months and months of living from this really tough place uh and I'd had this, um, I'd had the chorus to Songbird stuck in my head for like a week, a week of writing. And I'm, I'm going into these rights and I'm not, I'm not showing this idea to anybody. Oh, you were keeping it close. Yeah. Mm. I don't know. I don't know why. I just had this, I had this chorus stuck in my head. Like I kept, I kept just sitting down on my couch and like playing it. The, oh Lord, I don't have the answers. I am just a wanderer trying to find my place. It was just stuck in my head. And I just like, I was having a breakdown. I started crying. I started praying. Um, and then I finally wrote like the whole first half of that song. And literally, like I didn't want it to be, I didn't think it was going to be a happy song. I didn't mm-hmm. think it was going to be a song that really made sense to anybody else. I was just like, shoot, like these feelings are literally all I have right now. I don't, right. I don't have anything else. Um so let me just like stream of consciousness, just like get it out. And then the next day I had, I had a write scheduled with Dennis Metkoski, who is my, my publisher. Mm-hmm. Who he, I signed with him when I was 15 as well. Okay, yeah. partner with the family friend. Um, so he'd known me since I was a fetus basically. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and then I write with him and Michael Hardy. Yeah. who I had also been writing with since I was like 15. So I got to come into this like very safe place yeah. and play them this verse and chorus that I'd written and be like, do you guys think that this makes sense? And you would just finish writing that? Yeah, the day, literally the night before I'd written that chorus God, about and verse. Like, meant to be. Yeah, so I, pl- I played yeah. what I had for them and they were like, yeah, this makes sense. Like, let's finish the song. So we fin- we we finished it pretty quickly and easily and like, just finishing that song was such a such a turning point had to be a release for me I was like this is the first thing I've written in at least a year that feels like me yeah I'm like this is this is something that I want to say because it's all true and it's the from the very kind of stream of consciousness like rhythm almost like rapping feel of the verses Mm -hmm. to then the very floating country chorus I'm like this like embodies everything that I want to be yeah. as an artist. Um, and then I started writing more songs that I love. And then kind of a whole project fell into place. And that... Um, well, I think that's true artistry. Like when there's thanks. something literally in there that you need to get out in order to like have the floodgates just yeah. open. Like that's an artist. So thanks. 
like so. kudos for doing thank that you. and being that vulnerable and Thanks. then and and now and thank you for sharing that story because yeah, sorry it was no. three hours long oh my god no i have to go to I, bed now <laughs> i love full stories because then we get to actually know you and yeah. and hear where it came Good. from and that's so special that you're yeah. actually willing to share that too and i'm so glad that it brought more songs to yeah. you and now you have um perspective yeah out yes i feel by the way could be totally like it, it makes me see you as a pop star too Thanks. and like like, the, like you could totally be like crossover is that something that you'd ever want to do yeah i mean totally i i want i want to make music that fits into it that transcends category yeah it's really which i feel like is becoming a little more common now like so. people can be more free with with who they are as like instead of well and i mean old town road <laughs> like we'll yeah. talk about oh, that. which i love by Me the way too. i'm like because because i've gotten a lot of questions about where i fit yeah. genre wise mm -hmm. like why why are you in country you're from the west coast like i i'm I showed up here wearing like a J. Cole fanny pack. Like I'm, it's just, it's just all over me. The fact that I listen to all kinds of music. Uh -huh. um, I get a lot of questions about that. Um, and it's just for, for me, like I'm at a place where I'm just making music that I feel like sounds exactly like what I want it to sound like. Yeah. I'm incorporating all the influences that I love. I'm not trying so hard to hide that. And I think I've made something that, still bring something very cool to the genre of country at least mm -hmm. that, that's what i that's what i hope and that's how i see it and it's not and it's not because i'm forcing anything it's just like here's here's what it is yeah. one person might listen to it and think like what is this like r&b i love that Mumbo that's like Jumbo. an 80 year old woman voice. I, know. <laughs> I don't know that's the people Mumbo that's Jumbo. the voice of the people that question it um but then other people hear it and be like wow this is very dope country music yeah mm -hmm. so and i'm like I kind of like living in that space because that's that's just is me. I was in um, I played a show. I opened up for like Dylan Schneider in uh, where was I? Missouri, somewhere in Missouri, mm -hmm. not Springfield, Columbus, Missouri. Um, and I like got to like walk around this the little town because it's like really cool. And I walked into a record store and I literally walked out of there with a with a Patsy Cline record and like a Bob Marley record. Love and it. I was like, if this doesn't define me yeah <laughs> i i don't know what else does so yeah i i want i i want to bring i hope to like bring new people to country music mm -hmm. like i hope to offer not to use my own song title like kind of a different perspective yeah. on it um and highlight what i think country music is about which is honesty and storytelling and being true to who you are i think that's such a common thread and proud of where you come from um, I hope to bring new people to that. And I also hope that my music goes beyond just one box. So when I heard Old Town Road, I was mm -hmm. like, okay, well, if people will can listen to this and just appreciate it for being like a weird, cool song, uh -huh. then I'm like, then people... I think people will be able to wrap their head around what I'm doing because it's definitely not, not that extreme. It's not no. Uh -huh. Yeah. Ooh, I know you want to hear more from Bailey Bryan, so don't go anywhere. We're gonna be right back. 
Don't you wish being a mom was as easy as it looks on TV? Hi, I'm Carly Waddell. And I'm Jade Roper. You may know us from The Bachelor. While we still love reality roses, we now have a popular podcast called Mommies Tell All. We talk about motherhood, pregnancy, today's pressing women's issues, and more. If you're looking for a safe space without judgment, check out our honest and hysterical show on all things women and babies. Listen and subscribe for free on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Wherever you get your podcasts. Westwood One Podcast Network. Everyone's listening. All right, back to my conversation with Bailey Bryan. It's Breaking Through with Elena on the Westwood One Podcast Network. I want to touch on this because it's something that a lot of aspiring artists that listen to write in to the show about. And it's how do you deal with jealousy? Because mm. there is, because there's such a lack of women, there's so little space and it can be very competitive and we're all human. Like, you know, jealousy is a real thing and you see another woman succeeding and you want to be happy for her, but also yeah. you're like, ah, you like, feel like it's your spot. Exactly. Exactly. So how do you deal with that? I mean, sometimes I don't deal with it very well. Mm-hmm. I think it's, I mean, we're just, we're just set up to be jealous of each other at this yep. point with the way, with, and it's like society it did it to us. It's like, society, yeah, yes. you're, you're kind of, you're pitted against each other a little mm-hmm. bit. And I think I feel, I feel myself and all of the other women in country music right now, like making a conscious effort to not let that get the best of us, which yeah. I think is so cool. I think, think we're all kind of like well this is actually kind of hard sometimes but Mm -hmm. we recognize the situation that we're in and um I think I think what I remind myself and something that I I just I always reminded myself before I was even a part of the industry when I when I find myself getting getting jealous or making comparisons which is another huge part of what paralyzed me for a really long time and Mm -hmm. continues to some days um it's just that like I just feel really confident that I was made exactly the way I was supposed to be made like I feel like God has a purpose for my life that's very unique to me yeah as he does for everybody else and I'm like if I was three inches shorter had a different had different color hair came from a different place in America or the world, had a different sounding voice, wrote different kinds of songs because I I wish, I wish all of those things for myself sometimes. Mm -hmm. I wish I was made differently. I wish I was a different person. If that was the case, then I I wouldn't, I wouldn't be equipped to do whatever it is I'm supposed to do here and accomplish and accomplish what I'm supposed to do here. It feels, it always feels like there's so many, there's such limited spaces Mm-hmm. for girls until like I mean we just got to keep creating our own places because what, what how many how many spaces are there really there's not there's not a space mm-hmm. there's not it's not like there's like two open seats over there yeah. and we're all just like racing to get to it there are no there are no seats I'm a huge advocate we, like, of creating your own space you, yes that's, that's the only option if we're yeah. viewing like all right there's room for one girl that does this like who's gonna get it like it's almost comforting to me that that's the case too, yeah. that it's like, we're actually not all fighting for the same spaces. We're all just fighting to make, make our own space. And the other thing that is very comforting and cool to me right now is that like, if you look at all of the up and coming women in country, like we're all like so different. Yeah. 
which is so cool. Mm-hmm. And I think you just, I mean, it's, it's like kind of a lose lose. Like if you're, if you're too different, like you're going to be penalized for that a little bit. But then if you're not different, like if you don't have your own thing and your own sense of identity, like you should like, nothing's going to, then nothing's going to happen. No one's going to say anything about you. Mm -hmm. So I just, I, man, I think we're all just so, so freaking cool. Me too. Like I'm so obsessed with so many of the, like, these other girls, like every time I see Jillian and Jacqueline, I basically pee my pants. Yes, um, understandable. I do the. I've done the same thing with um, Ingrid Andres. Andres, yes. Recently, who I just am like getting to know. So she's my yeah. label mate, but oh. I I treat her as though she is Beyonce, <laughs> and I am just a peasant because that's how I feel around her in like the the nicest way. Yes. <laughs> Every time I see her, I'm like, oh my god, it's so good to see you again. Do you remember that we're label mates? <laughs> Can we take a selfie? <laughs> she does. She's like, she must think I'm like. <laughs> But that's so weird. Awesome. I have so no see, chill. Like you're excited about female artists just as people are excited about you. The whole reason I'm in country music or music at all, the whole reason I wanted to write songs was because I could listen to Miranda, Taylor, the Dixie Chicks, uh, whoever, and like put myself into that story. Right. Like I felt like they were saying my words for me. There are plenty of male artists that I love, male country artists, etc. Mm-hmm. But I I don't listen to their songs and feel heard or understood. It's, right. you, you listen for different reasons because mm-hmm. the melody's catchy or they're telling a cool story or whatever. But I'm like when I when I listen to other women, I feel understood and like same. That's yep. the main. That's that's all that we want as human beings. Like mm-hmm. so to not feel alone, to feel yeah. heard, to feel yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's trash. Amen. <laughs> and on that note, I I mean I literally could talk to you forever. You're so interesting and I just I Thanks. adore you. Thanks. But I want to make sure that we still have time for you to perform for everybody. Yes. So, uh, if if you want more Bailey, which I know you do, then head over to nashcountrydaily.com. She's going to do two performances just for you guys. What songs are you going to be singing? I'm going to do uh my new song Perspective. Yes. And then I'm going to cover Space Cowboy. Casey Musgraves! Yes! Yes, of course we always do a cover to keep that sisterhood alive. Bailey, thank you so, so much for being thank here. Thank you so much for letting me ramble. Oh my gosh, no. I, I'm going to have to have you back and we'll talk even more. Please, I would love that. Absolutely, we'll do that for sure. Awesome. And you guys again, NashCountryDaily.com and that's it. Okay, bye. Thanks. <laughs> okay, aren't you like the biggest Bailey Bryan fan now? I know I am. And it is time for some shout outs. First and foremost, Bailey Bryan, her entire team, including Courtney Johansson for making that happen, and our team, Jim Casey, Joey Salvia, and Brian Webb. As usual, I would love to hear what you thought about this episode. Hit me up on social media. I'm at Elena D. Smith everywhere. That's E-L-A-I-N-A D as in dog, Smith. And how about a few social shout-outs this week? At Darlene Ray 13 at Mark7Brewer, and at Data underscore Jada. Thank you so much for your support on Twitter. Hey, if you get a second, please rate this show five stars on Apple Podcasts and maybe leave a review. This helps gain visibility so more people can find it while looking for a new show to listen to. That about does it for me. Thank you so much for listening. And I'll be back next week with another episode of Breaking Through with Elena. From the Westwood One Podcast Network.